New Orleans. It's time for the man who tells it like it is. You want opinions? He's got them. You want information? He's got it. You want a host who is New Orleans? You found him. Eric Asher and Inside New Orleans. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Don't forget about our digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, Apple, all the major podcasting platforms. And, of course, uh, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, The award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports rolls on. Uh, Today we had Les East from CrestedSports.com and uh, Jim Derry of NOLA.com on the panel. They did a great job. We covered Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. Uh, Also talked about, again, the renovation of Zephyr Field. All that on the program today. I hope you get a chance to catch up tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. WLA-TV 2, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, or do what I do, set your DVR uh, for your favorite time slot, and you'll never miss Inside New Orleans Sports. On the program today, uh, Chris Dotson will uh, will step in for Gary Smith, who uh, is vacationing. Uh, Chris Dotson, again, uh, uh, was, uh, was on, it will be on his way to Las Vegas this evening. 
to cover the Pelicans in their summer league. He's been having some great stories out there. Uh, we'll bring him to you at about 4.15 this afternoon. Uh, that's going to be followed by Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, CrestedySports.com, and also um, uh, Saints Wire. Um, also, we will have um, Ali Gassel of the Bird Rights at 5.15, as per normal. Jordy Collada taking the day off today. Uh, Mike Scarborough slipping in for him to talk some LSU with us at 5.35. So full show for you today. Uh, and as always, our Thursday show is brought to you by our good friends over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You get it again seven days a week for you. Uh, they're open from 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. Don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's, and, of course, the Hideout Bar, all available for you to be able to come out and enjoy a great meal or a cocktail, have your next event, get out there and enjoy one, a fantastic menu at all of the locations. And, of course, this half hour brought to you by our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, open for lunch seven days a week. They stay late, open late as well, 1 a.m. every day. Uh, and, of course, get in there and enjoy Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Uh, you've got a great menu uh, that, again, has something for everyone. And when I say that, I mean it. That's what the Oceana family of restaurants do. They don't just cater to us, the New Orleanian that, again, loves uh, Cajun Creole cuisine. But, you know, uh, great burgers, steaks, uh, barbecue ribs, pasta dish, Louisiana seafood, you name it, they've got it for you. Uh, of course, also, uh, don't forget, uh, their dining rooms are absolutely spectacular with, again, the beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. Uh, there's a bar right there on the first floor. Uh, as you go toward the back of the restaurant, there's an authentic French Quarter courtyard with a fountain, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Just a great place to grab a few cocktails, uh, grab some hors d'oeuvres, uh, grab uh, some of those small plates, or get yourself a full-blown meal and enjoy it in the courtyard. How about, um, again, one of those extraordinary cocktails for some of the great mixologists in the city? Uh, and then, of course, if you go upstairs, uh, you have to, first of all, take a picture on, on their world-famous stairwell. And then there's not one but two uh, private rooms but would have adjoining uh, Bourbon Street balconies. Uh, they have private bars, private restroom. Uh, they use it for overflow on, on days where they don't have an event. But if you're planning an event, plan it at, uh, over our friends at Old New Orleans Guckery. You're right there at the 200 block of Bourbon Street where all the action is. Uh, again, great place to be able to, again, enjoy a fantastic event and also allow them to allow our friends over at Old New Orleans Cookery to be able to cater it for you. They do a great job there as well. Uh, if you're looking for a wonderful dining experience, you found it over at Old New Orleans Cookery. To find out more, uh, go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Remember, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner and open late. Um, wanted to... Uh, Give you a little update on a couple things. First of all, Mark Ingram will not be back with the Saints, as expected. He will be part of the Fox College football broadcast. So, uh, again, congratulations to Mark Ingram, who, again, takes on a more media role uh, with Fox Sports. Willie Hernan Gomez is not coming back to to the NBA. It looks like he's going to be playing uh, back in Spain. Uh, He would like to play for Barcelona. He's, uh, again, Barcelona and and, uh, the agent for uh, Willie Hernan Gomez are working on an agreement right now. But the problem is Real Madrid has his rights in Spain. Uh, so, again, they can match any offer. So, again, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But Willie Hernan Gomez, uh, again, will be playing in, in Spain this upcoming season. Uh, as expected yesterday, the Pelicans uh, uh, waived Garrett Temple and his $5.4 million contract. Uh, again, uh, uh, former LSU star. 
uh, 13 years in the NBA. Just, again, a great career for a guy that wasn't expected to be an NBA player, right? Uh, I mean, G League, journeyman, again, it turned, turned into, again, a, uh, a, a grizzled vet for, for the New Orleans Pelicans as they try to utilize his years in the league to be able to uh, uh, help the young players mature, learn the game, learn how to be an NBA uh, professional. Wish it would have resonated with some of those guys, but again, uh, just too expensive for a, for a team that is now $1 million over the luxury tax uh, uh, line and, again, has more deals to make. Pelicans start tomorrow at 3.30 New Orleans time uh, and they're in, with the Summer League. Uh, and, of course, they'll play five games in the Summer League. They play on, on Friday. They play on Sunday. And then, of course, a few games next week with, again, the last game to be determined based on, on their record. And we'll talk to uh, uh, Christopher Dotson about that uh, when he joins us in about a minute. So, again, um, uh, as far as the NBA goes, still nothing on the Pelicans' front in terms of trades or, or, um, or uh, any type of movement with uh, free agency other than Cody Zeller signing. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll continue to monitor that and see how that's going. But with that said, let's head, go ahead to the guest line. Uh, joining us in the program is Christopher Dotson, does a great job, again, of reporting on the Pelicans. Do we have him? Okay, well, let's get him, please. Um, and, uh, again, when you, when you talk about breaking stories, Chris has done a great job in breaking stories for, for, for the, uh, 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 on the Pelicans. Uh, as I mentioned, he's going to be on a plane. Uh, heading out to uh, Las Vegas uh, to be able to cover the summer league. Got a lot of a lot of uh, New Orleanians uh, that are uh, heading out there to be able to enjoy again Las Vegas, but also check out the summer league and a lot of media members that that are going to be involved in that here in, in New Orleans as well. So, looking forward to uh, again hearing their uh, their reports from Las Vegas, and Chris will be there as well. Uh, Christopher Dotson joins us on the program now. Chris, how are you? Oh, man, can't complain. Getting packed up, uh, fly out in a few hours, ready for uh, the Pelicans being the very first game of the summer. There you go. Chris, before we get started, tell the folks what you're involved in, where folks can catch all your writing. Yeah, I've uh, been doing stuff with uh, Forbes and SI over the years for the Pelicans, going out to Vegas with a few new opportunities, hoping to stay local, might move national. But if you want to look at any of the stuff I've done, Forbes, Sports Illustrated, and even for local sites, go check out com. Uh, we've done a whole Super Bowl series or Super Dome series with them on updates. Uh, the Jer- Pelicans jerseys, stuff like that, is coming out. Uh, so I'm really trying to stay involved and help local sites build up while I, uh, you know, find me a new home during this free agency period. Okay. Well, first of all, let's start off with some some of the um, so stories you've broken recently. And again, that is again about the new logo for the Pelicans. They're not want to say new logo, but going with it with a, a singular logo. Why don't you talk about the situation? Also, again, there's some there's some new jerseys uh, that'll be coming out as well. You've been all over that, breaking that story. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, let the audience know a little bit about what you've been able to find out? Yeah, been on that for a while. If you want to, there's even an interview with the rare design guys out of Hattiesburg up on the uh, SI site that was done months ago. They have brought in rare design who did the original rebranding for the Hornets to the Pelicans. You know, helping with the colors, helping with the font. They have been brought back in to help rebrand it and refresh it with the logo on the jersey just being the logo. Got it from the team. They say that part of you know the last 10 years, they built up the brand enough that they believe the logo can stand by itself. I believe that's the case as well. And then if you look at NBA trends with the, uh, the jerseys that have been coming out over the past few years, every team almost has had a logo-only jersey. Most of them that started with your traditionals, you know, the Lakers, the Jazz, the Knicks. Then Cleveland and some of the newer teams have also went with that now. 
And I believe the Pelicans are up on that list, much in the way the Saints are kind of up on the list for hard knocks. Like, eventually it's going to happen. I don't know if it's this year. I don't know if it's next year. Haven't got confirmation on which color, but I've liked it and seen a few uh, Photoshops online that they're pretty close to what I've been told and, and seen. So I'm, that's the only last thing for me to confirm is what color jersey will that logo be on. And fans out there, go ahead and get your Photoshop skills ready. I'll be looking for some of the best ones. Chris, the logo itself, not really changing much, right? They're just really defining what they want, what their message is going to be in, in terms of their logo going forward? Right. Some of the uh, feedback from the old logo was that it was just going to be too busy to use on more merchandising. It had some of the wrought iron fence. It had the, the, it just, it was bigger, bulkier, had a fleur de lis. You're going to lose the fleur de lis on this design, and it's going to be straight, just the pelican and the basketball. But they've really just simplified it, streamlined it, made it where they can use it on more merchandise. They have, believe it or not, the Pelicans have six. I think they're actually going to come with a seventh uh, alternative branding logo. Some teams only have two, three, four that they mm-hmm. use. The Pelicans, uh, on the NBA's official website, you can go check out all the official logos they have that be used on branding, things that have been approved. The Pelicans have the most, but I think this new logo is going to be part of them slimming down and streamlining what the brand is as far as visually to not only the Pelicans fans here, but nationwide, globally, you'll see that Pelican just stand out, and people will know that's New Orleans. Right. Uh, they got so many. You're right. They got NOLA basketball. I mean, a lot of a lot of different. Um, uh, uh, no, no, uh, I guess uh, logos, well, they got the catchphrases, City, etc. Uh, yeah, they got they got the Crescent City. They got just the basketball right. logo with the NO that goes on the middle of the shorts. And I think yes. that's the only place they've used that logo. But okay, we'll, we'll see how they go forward. Good deal. Let's talk a little bit about the team itself. Uh, not much movement in terms of trades or, again, free agency. They brought in Cody Zeller. Talk about him first. Uh, again, uh, of course, Jackson Hayes uh, with the Lakers. Hernan Gomez moving back to Spain uh, with either Barcelona. Uh, that, that's who we'd like to be with. But, uh, again, uh, uh, there's a little issue right now uh, with uh, Real Madrid having his rights. So we'll have to see how that plays out. And, of course, we keep hearing that Kyra Lewis is, is on the trading block uh, and that the Pels may, again, uh, at least inquired about Dame Lillard. Uh, and then there's a lot of talk about Jared Allen as well. So take us through what's happened thus far in the offseason. Right. I think you'll see the Pelicans continue to stay mentioned in some of these talks, but they are under no pressure to move Kyra before the season starts to avoid the luxury tax. That's something they have to do by the end of the season. That's something I've seen fans kind of get confused on. Uh, the Pelicans do not have to get down to the tax before opening day. It's just the end of the season. So that's why I don't think you'll see a move for Giannis in the next few days is because you've had other free agent centers sign for less money than Giannis. He's kind of become a negative asset when you look at his salary. But if the Pelicans use him right to start the season, either they'll be a good team and they'll keep him or they'll actually up his value. And I think that same approach would work with Kyra Lewis Jr. Some of the landing spots for him, uh, Houston uh, was up there, but they've now filled both of their backcourt spots. Uh, so Kyra, there's really not a market for either one of those players unless you want to either pay to get off of them or not take back but pennies on the dollar in return. So Griff is under no pressure to move unless there's really a home run there. I think we have to take him at face value, especially considering what we've seen now that free agency started. We made it through the draft without getting rid of 14, brought in Hawkins. He said tweaks, not, not you know, overhaul, no big changes, unless there was something that was there. And so I think we'll see a couple more singles, a double to drive in a run, but they won't be swinging for the fences unless Portland just 
comes to them and says, all right, you, you have all the assets and a package that we might want, and Portland engages with New Orleans. That has been what I've been hearing from a few people is there's talks, but we need Portland to engage and say, yes, you actually can offer more than Miami, mm-hmm. and it's time Portland does what's best for Portland and not worry about Dane. Right. Well, that, that, that seems to be the theme coming out, coming out of the Northwest right now. Christopher Dotson is with us. Uh, Chris, um, when you um, look at the situation with Jared Allen, who's been prominently mentioned along with the Pelicans, obviously that would mean Javalanchunas going out. You don't think he's going to go out by the season, beginning of the season. So you think this thing with Jared Allen, Jared Allen is either, again, a lot of smoke or just dead? Right, well, he's, he's being shot. Miles Turner, I think, is still out there a little bit, but the Pacers gave him an extension, uh, and they've kind of committed to him more. Allen does not have that so much in Cleveland, but Cleveland doesn't want Giannis back. That, that's where the onus is on New Orleans. You have to go out and find a landing spot for him and then give something, send something to Cleveland that can kind of placate them because New Orleans would be getting the best player in that deal. I think we would all agree with that. Uh, <clears throat> But, again, it, Cleveland, we have to find a replacement for Cleveland. They're got, not going to move off Jared Allen and give up that interior defense, even though they've got Mobley and all those other young guys, because they really believe the East, besides those one or two teams, especially if Philly drops off, that they could they could pull off a Western Conference final run the same way that the Hawks did when they won 60 games or CJ and Dame did a few years ago. Right. And I can't blame them for that. I, I can see the talent on that team if they keep it together and run it back. So you think they're going to try to keep it together, run it back, and again, maybe just work the fringes in terms of trying to bring in, bring in uh, maybe additional uh, talent? Right. Until we see that Dame or James Harden trade, <clears throat> some of these smaller deals down the way, I, you're just not going to want to see the Pelicans take 80 cents on the dollar for Kyra Giannis. Same for Jared Allen. I think this, this market is kind of settled. We've seen, you know, Jock got, Landell got $8 million. So why would you want to trade for Giannis when Giannis will be expiring and you could probably get him for next year? And you could kind of fill in the gaps with some of the guys that are still out there. I think there's four or five restricted free agents that could probably come on in a middle-level deal and give us way more than the guys you mentioned that are leaving, the Giannis, the Hernan Gomez. Mm-hmm. There's just so many other options out there that I like that uh, the team has time to wait. There's no musical chairs here where somebody's going to get left out as far as teams. I think you'll see players start getting more desperate because there's only so many roster spots left. You still have mm-hmm. EJ Liddell, if just, just looking at the Pelicans, DBC Braun. Other teams are running out of roster spots too. So you're going to see some players that Miley probably should have got like a four or five billion dollar deal. They're going to come and take a bet minimum or a, a, a Cody Zeller who's taking three mil, a mil of that being paid for by the league, but he's coming in for, for a coaching staff that he's a known commodity. He'll set the screen. He'll do certain things. I think you're going to see players start taking less money to land in the right spots where they can make more money later. And the Pelicans have a great pitch to those guys because we're going to go into the season healthy. You're going to get time. The Pelicans were winning. They were in first place. Everybody on the bench was getting minutes and looking good. If you want to to get one last payday as a vet minimum guy that might get more next year, the Pelicans, those last two spots are good landing spots. But that's, that, that's another reason the Pelicans might hold off on them or give them to the young guys they've invested in because they're just as cheap and you get them for longer, longer uh, control on contracts. Um, Chris, I did want to ask you this because you are heading up to Las Vegas to be able to check out the Pelicans Summer League once again. 
Uh, a lot of a lot of talk about EJ Liddell coming off that knee injury, which was again uh, again horrific last year in in, in summer league. How uh, he's been able to work his way back. I saw some uh, some footage yesterday of him on one of the local news stations talking about again he's really worked on his jump shot because of the knee. Um, He's a guy the Pelicans really liked, again, coming out of college because of his physicality, his ability to rebound and score. Uh, talk a bit about him, Sebron, and who are you going to really be keying in on, other than maybe those two, in this upcoming summer league? Yeah, it, it, it was terrible right there for his injury last year. Him and Carlo actually got out, but Carlo had that uh, the stitches in his finger, and I was right behind the basket for both of them. I want to see those two guys. I really need to see what Dyson is going to give us as far as maturity and looking like he's head and shoulders above everybody else in, in Vegas. I mean, eighth overall pick last year, could be on the Australian national team. Really has a shot to do something with the Pelicans as far as his length, athletic ability, defense. He could do so much to help this team. But I think if you don't see it in Vegas, he's going to come into camp and, and, and more of a battle for a position that he wants to. Uh, we've seen what happened with Jose. He come in and took a job. Now, now they're looking to shop in Cairo. Dyson, I think, needs to go in and not look good. I think Dyson needs to go in and just blow the doors off in the competition so that he can come into training camp not only confident because he's playing well, but confident because he knows he's a cure in his role. Uh, Liddell, I think he'll come in. He'll start in Birmingham, move over to uh, the Pelicans on a two-way. or Maybe they give him the guaranteed deal uh, to start, but it's going to be tough. He hasn't played in a while. You know what I mean? Carlo, I want to see what we get from Carlo. I don't think there's a 2% chance that Carlo's on the team this year, but I think there's a 98% chance he's on the team next year. And you're talking about Makovic, right? The, the, the European yeah, that, they, that they drafted and they stashed over in Europe. Yeah, he come from Mega Basket, same as Jokic, same as some other guys. Play, He's looked wonderfully all season. I've watched almost every game of his. And uh, I think you're going to talk see about him. if you would talk about what type of player he is because a lot of people haven't seen him are looking forward to seeing him tomorrow uh, when they kick off the uh, the summer league. But what type of player is he? Give us his uh, his attributes, strengths, weaknesses. Yeah, uh, he can definitely move his feet. I think he can he can rim roll kind of like Jackson. It won't look as spectacular on the highlights, but it'll still count for two points and get the you know get the fans out their feet. He's got more range. He can step out to the three point line on defense. He's known for recovering blocks. If anybody, you know, he might not stay in front of some of those bigger guys in Europe, but he was, you know, still a kid, still growing into his body, still learning the game. Now that he's learning the game, he has got some recovery skills on defense that I haven't seen in since. I don't want – it's hyperbole, don't get me wrong. But, like, when LeBron James is doing those chase-down blocks, every now and then I squint at some of these highlights and see, oh, Carlo, Carlo recovered not only two steps from the high block to the low block, Carlo will recover from 94 feet, rim to rim, and he really knows that that dedication on defense is going to get him on the court, and his offensive game is still rounding out. You know them European guys, they're, they're raised on fundamentals and just pure basketball. You're going to see a pure basketball player out of Carlo Makovic in the next couple of years. You got a chance to talk to David Griffin recently. You mentioned about uh, Brandon Ingram uh, playing for the U.S. national team. Some people feel, again, with the injuries last year, maybe he should be concentrating on on just the NBA. But, again, it's obviously it's an honor to be able to uh, represent your country. What was Griff's re- response? Oh, Griff said it's going to be wonderful watching him. It's big for leadership. Everybody who wants to question B.I.'s leadership just needs to look at what Team USA has been doing with B.I. This isn't his first camp. He, he was in camps and missed Team USA cuts you know, two years ago, four years ago. But they've seen his leadership, and Team USA has really started to cultivate Brandon Ingram 
to be one of the leading voices, not just for this World Cup, but the next Olympics and going further past that. And Griff talked about how that much is going to help Brandon Ingram coming into the season. This is, this is his peak season. This is his, you know, the best he'll ever play. And he's going to have to show it not only with his play, as he's always done, but maybe be a little bit more vocal and a little bit more assertive. And from, all, from everything I'm hearing, B.I. has really stepped up and learning how to do that with the Team USA staff. Final question for you. One of the uh, things that everybody's been looking for is Zion staying in shape this season. Uh, there's been reports that he's been working out at the facility uh, throughout the summer. Can you confirm those reports? Oh, I can confirm that. I, even going back to when he ran in with Kendall Banks, the uh, local musician in town, exchanged stuff in the uh, gas station. I've talked to them, talked to guys with the team, talked with some of Zion. He's, he's been here. He's been posting on social media more than usual or letting it get out on social media more than usual that he's doing things with the kids. He's in the city. He's posting little little snippets that show that he's committed. He was here when Spoon, you know, got let go and then met them at the building instead of, oh, well, just do his own call, just texting. You know, it, he could have been a lot more closed off in that situation. Instead, he was already on his way to the facility. Anybody who wants to fuss about the lack of communication and stuff from the team and Zion on the old drama that maybe started with Van Gundy, I think they're missing the point because they haven't seen the growth that Griff and this front office and this coaching staff has made with Zion. It's almost like they went to marriage counseling and now they've got the best relationship ever. And that's good. That's good news to hear. Uh, Chris, how can folks follow you on social media? How can they check out all your stuff again that you'll be doing in Las Vegas covering the Pels? Yeah, uh, over on Twitter at doing it Dodson. Uh, I got the Forbes.com backslash Christopher Dodson if you want to read all those old interviews, stuff on even Elite Nola League and highlighting other things in the city that is, you know, this is a, becoming a basketball city. It's not all Pelicans over there. And then SI.com, Pelican Scoop, a bunch of old articles, uh, stuff on the jerseys, game recaps and stuff that's probably out of date. But we do have some interviews and even things with Josh Hart, who will be on Team USA. If you want to just dive into the archives, check me out. And then uh, find me. Anybody in Vegas can find me. I'll be either on the court, in the press box, or moving around the gym. Everybody knows how Vegas is. It's just a big, yep. big group gathering. And just come on up and say, hey, guys. No doubt. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate your time. Keep up the fantastic work, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, brother. There he goes, Christopher Dotson. All right, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, and why wouldn't you be if you're living in South Louisiana? Considering the condition of the grid, and, of course, we always know we have to deal with, again, power outages uh, when there is a tropical event. Folks, Burkhardt, that's all i got to say. Burkhardt and Generac, two names that you can trust. Uh, at Burkhardt, again, they pride themselves on, again, being the company that, again, will, will, will set you up with a Generac generator and then the, the service before and after the sale, impeccable. What does that mean? That means, again, that Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home or your business, sit down and do a consultation, and try to educate you on, again, your options when it comes to a Generac generator. If you've done the research, it's going to be a pretty easy conversation because then you just have to, again, f- uh, figure out whether you want to finance that generator over time. You want to pay the money up front. Uh, you'll, you'll make uh, the uh, appointment for, again, that single-day install. Uh, also, again, um, you'll get, uh, I'm sorry, you'll, you'll get the, uh, the a, um, you'll get an opportunity to have, again, a new install quality check after one month. Also, don't forget, uh, again, uh, they have emergency service for you as well as maintenance service on that generator. Uh, 
Uh, if you're looking for a company that, again, that stocks the parts for your generator if it goes down, Burkhardt's got them for you. And, of course, right now at their warehouse, they have Generac generators in stock, ready to be, again, put into your put in your backyard, put in your, your business as your business to keep your power on. Burkhardt handles everything for you. Planning, permits, inspections, their dedicated generator team are the best. If you want to increase your property value, have that peace of mind of knowing your power will never go out, call Burkhardt. And get a Generac generator. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Off. Off Clean Feel, so I can accessorize with studs and not with mosquitoes. I can wear my classic white crop and flagged panel jeans and know that I'm covered with eight hours of not sticky, fragrance-free protection. Get your pre-party protection on with Off Clean Feel, SC Johnson. New Orleans traffic flow right now, Crescent City Connector eastbound uh, from Lafayette to the I-10 merge, 17 minutes, a nine-minute delay at this time. Uh, we're seeing a pretty decent ride 610 east from Metairie to New Orleans East. It's a nine-minute delay. Of course, Senator Ted Hickey Bridge still closed uh, until late July, so that workaround is going to be on 610 and very slow. I'm Michael Higgins from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. Ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Everybody's looking for a road trip. Whether you've taken that road trip again for the July 4th weekend or you're looking forward to a road trip before again the kids get back to school, bring your vehicle over to my friends at Southern Tire. They'll make you sure you're road ready. Again, family owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. The largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area and the best deals on tires as well. Right now, major brands on sale at, at my friends over at Southern Tire. They got the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. They'll have, a, they'll have something that fits your budget no matter what you drive. And of course, wheels and tires of the 30 inches, you can finance that as well. Looking to keep that vehicle on the road? Again, the diagnostic equipment over over uh, Southern Tire is second to none. Again, uh, rivals what the dealership has, and I've said it before, Tony Piazza invested in this uh, in this diagnostic equipment, understanding how cars were changing. He's been in the business since 1972. And, of course, now you can go into Southern Tire and, again, even more diagnostic equipment than you've seen at the dealership. And, of course, ASC certified technicians that know how to operate that system. You can always, again, head on over. And a member of the Piazza family will be on Tony Sr., Tony Jr., Tony's daughter, um, Jen, or again, Tony's wife. It's a family-owned and operated business. And, of course, again, they, again, welcome all New Orleanians to come on in and have their vehicle, again, serviced or, again, new tires over at Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. SouthernTire.com is the website owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers 
Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. This half hour brought to you by Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Voted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Have you been? Got to check it out. First of all, uh, it is a fantastic restaurant with a fantastic menu for you to enjoy. Something for everyone. Not just, again, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, but again, you know, fantastic burgers, steaks, pasta, Louisiana seafood, barbecue ribs that will melt in your mouth. And, and then, of course, amazing cocktails. Uh, the mixologists there are outstanding. they got an incredible beer selection for you. 30-plus TV screens, so you'll never miss a play. And, of course, those, again, they're always playing all type of great sports for you. Uh, you can also, again, um, check out the incredible memorabilia. Uh, that, that, again, uh, adorns the walls of, of uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant because it's unique. It's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Have your next event at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant as well. They know how to put on a party. They're open seven days a week for you. Lunch and dinner, they're open late. One of the few restaurants in Mary that's still open late. 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. All right, I want to thank uh, Christopher Dotson for joining us on the program. Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints Podcast. Uh, CrestedSports.com and Saints News joins us on the program now. Does a fantastic job of covering the Saints. I look forward to having him on the program every single Thursday. And, uh, of course, he joins us now. Ross, how are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. I'm doing great. Doing great. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Good to have you, Ross. And I hope you had a great Fourth of July as well. Oh, yeah. It was great. Got to be, uh, go downtown, see some, of the, uh, see some of the fireworks, enjoy a nice meal. It was a great evening. I hope it was great for you, too. Yep, 
No doubt. Hey, Ross, let, let's talk about the offensive line because, again, this team will go as far, really, as the offense and defensive lines will take them. Uh, and when you look at the Saints right now uh, in, in, ter- in terms of, the, uh, of their, their offensive line, give me what you think are, are again, the strengths of this team, maybe some, uh, uh, maybe some players that maybe will have to fight for their jobs in this upcoming uh, training camp, and then maybe, again, what you think about the depth uh, of, of this offensive line as well. Yeah, I think the offensive line is one of the biggest question marks for this team. It's certainly the biggest question mark over on the offensive side of the football. Uh, if you're okay with the question mark, that is, how does Derek Carr fit into the offense, right? Like that, that's probably your biggest one because that's your most important position, but things seem to be headed in the right direction there. So that means that the offensive line is kind of the biggest remaining question mark that we don't really have any context on just yet. It's hard to get an evaluation of offensive line play during, you know, mini camps and OTAs when everybody, when no one's trying to hit each other, nobody's trying to tackle each other. Sure. So, and I, and I think one of the reasons why this is one of the biggest question marks is because if you look at it, you know, we've kind of talked about this on the secondary side over on the defensive side for 2022, but if we accept the, the proposition that uh, Trevor Pinning was in line to become the starter at left tackle at the beginning of the season over James Hurst had it not been for his injury, which it did for a little while start to look that way until he had that, that dislocated toe injury against the, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, then that would mean that the New Orleans Saints didn't play a single game last year with their starting five offensive line on the field because Trevor Penning missed weeks 1 through 12. You have uh, weeks, I believe it was 10 through 15, missed by Eric McCoy, and then starting week 16, you lost Cesar Reeves for the rest of the year. He had gone on injured reserve. On, in week 16, so he missed 16, 17, 18. So no matter what, you never had your starting five uh, out on the offensive line. So that leaves this you know, question mark in terms of 2023, not just about can these guys come back healthy, but do they work together? Because we still haven't seen them together as a starting unit. So I think that's probably the biggest kind of question mark and the biggest uncertainty there. In terms of people that might be fighting for their jobs at the beginning uh, or throughout training camp, I think the left guard position is one to watch with Andrew Pete. The Saints don't have to be married to Andrews Pete at that position anymore. They redid his contract. He took a big pay cut. He also accelerated the end of his contract after this year. And so the Saints going to have to be married to him as a starter, although he would be one of the highest paid backups if he ended up being, you know, kind of beaten for that position. So I don't know that the Saints would necessarily make the decision to bench him just based on the price tag there, but they did. But they moved up to the very, very, very first pick of day three, and they took the guy that they felt like they couldn't miss on, and that was offensive lineman Nick Saldaveri out of Old Dominion. In this year's NFL draft, they're also paying him above his schedule in terms of what his scheduled pick is scheduled to be paid for. Um, so clearly the Saints believe in this guy a lot. And so it, it, there's one of two things. It's, you know, Andrews Pete can either, you know, if he gets surpassed in, in, in training camp by Nick Saldaveri, then the Saints should be comfortable rolling forward with that decision. But if he doesn't and Nick Saldaveri shows you a lot, then if Andrews Pete deals with an injury at any point during the season, then you look at Nick Saldaveri as a guy that could eventually come in and, and snag that spot for the remainder of the season because you know, no one's beholden to an injured player when it comes to uh, their start. So, so those are the guys that I think that's the guy that I think you're watching for, whether it's during training camp or at least getting some context during training camp about the ripple effect that could happen during the season. And then in terms of you know, players, in, term, in terms of their depth, I think they're continuing to build that up. I like the addition of Billy Price. And having a solid, you know, center backup there 
Um, you know, you've got guys that are familiar with the system in Landon Young and Lewis Kidd and Calvin Brockmorton that are still in the building. They add Mark Evans out of University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. So they've done some good things here, and we'll see, you know, kind of what they look like all throughout camp. But this might be finally uh, some, some of the most steady depth that the Saints have had at least one spot down. The question is what happens if they have to do what they've done in previous years and get two or three spots down. That's been the issue, and you've talked. We talked about it in the past when you got guys that swing into certain positions, and you have to right. move guys around on the offensive yep. line. It really compounds the problem. Mm-hmm. For the yeah, that's one of the reasons why I like that addition of Billy Price is because kind of like Josh Andrews last year, you have somebody that's yeah. a, a trained center that can come in and not be in a situation where you move Caesar Ruiz to center. And so you have Cesar Rees playing out of position at center, and then you have a new right guard in, and so one injury impacts two positions. That's one of the reasons why I like that. I think the same thing with Nick Salterberry, who could play either interior offensive line spots as a, as a backup, is assuming he doesn't move into a starting role sooner rather than later. You have two you know, solid tackles that you can move toward the outside in terms of an NFL veteran in Storm Norton, who struggled throughout his career. But look, you're not always going to have starter quality in your depth, but you could get to him. But Landon Young is a guy that they really like. Lewis Kidd's a guy they can play all along. So they, they have a lot of these different spots that they can go to uh, without having to move starters into you know, secondary positions and therefore disrupting more than just the injured player on their offense, or the injured position, excuse me, on their offensive yes. line, which is a good place to be. But they do value versatility, and when they're coming down, and I'm, I'm guessing they're going to have probably 10 offensive linemen they're going to keep, right? Uh, versatility yep. is a big part of, again, when you get to that you know, second line, uh, the ability to play multiple positions. Yeah, absolutely, and that's where guys like you know Landon Young can play both tackle spots. Yes. Calvin Throckmorton can play all along the interior. He really, I mean, mm-hmm. Calvin Throckmorton has experience playing every single offensive line position, which is helpful. Nick Saldaveri's got that as well. He played right tackle at ODU, okay. but yeah, they really like him as an interior offensive lineman. He's done that successfully throughout his career as well. He played uh, center at the Senior Bowl and executive director of the Senior Bowl. Jim Nagy said that might have been the the best position he's ever seen him play. He was super high mm-hmm. on Nick Saldaveri. And and so you know you have a lot of these guys. Oh oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Lewis Kidd is another guy that can play inside and out on both sides. Yep. And like that. So they they have a lot of that ability to be able to move around, which which I do think is helpful. And then you still have James Hurst too, who can play on the interior, who can play yes. tackle, and and he's a you know a starter quality guy as we saw last year. And so I think that you know James Hurst is maybe the headliner of that depth, assuming mm-hmm. he's not starting because we expect that Trevor Penning will be that guy. Uh, but, right. you know, the Saints are kind of in a better position than they've been in previous years, for sure. You know, my hope is that, again, Penning can start because I think Hurst yeah. is so much of a better uh, so much of a better asset as a guy that can fill in uh, in a pinch at any position mm-hmm. on that offensive line rather than, again, sticking him somewhere and then having to move him, as we discussed before, you know, because somebody gets injured and, and then you have to kind of flip, flip-flop a bunch of different positions on the offensive line, and then there's no continuity. Uh, there's right. also, again, getting used to the quarterback, right? Again, mm-hmm. what De- Derek Carr likes to do, uh, his drive where he's going to be, when he rolls out, what, where he lay, where, and of course, you know how quick he releases the football. This is a learning experience for this offensive line, this upcoming training camp on Derek Carr. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing that's kind of that's kind of interesting about the way that the the Saints' offensive line has worked out over the course of the offseason is that when it comes to um, when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the mini camps and and uh, OTAs and everything, Derek got a lot of reps with 
some of those backup guys, which is really helpful. And then during training camp, he'll get a lot of reps with the starting guys because we expect the starting lineup is going to be uh, healthy and ready to go at the beginning of training camp. So, so Derek Carr will have gotten a lot of opportunities working with guys you know, along the starting lineup as well as the immediate depth guys, which I think carries some value because everybody's getting an opportunity to learn the cadence, to learn, you know, to have the audience, to have the offense installed with that quarterback and have that experience with him. And he's got familiarity and comfortability now with two sets of offensive linemen and things. So even though the offensive line was the, the biggest piece that was kind of missing, the starting offensive line, excuse me, uh, that was missing during OTAs and minicamps, it, it actually kind of works out if they're ready to go during training camp because mm-hmm. it gives Derek Carr an opportunity to be able to work with both sets of that offensive line so that if one of the starters does go down, it's not somebody that Derek Carr's never worked with before that's stepping in. It's somebody that he has some uh, experience and familiarity with. It's not an offensive line position, but it kind of is. You know, when you talk about a hybrid, when you talk about, again, the tight end position. And I got to tell you, this might be the strongest tight end group they've had in quite a while. I mean, you know, they're going to cut a guy or guys that, again, might end up, uh, again, either catching on with another team or catching on with a practice squad. Talk about that position before we wrap up today. Yeah, I think, you know, when we look at I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that tight end is maybe one of the most kind of revamped position. I mean, I, don't, don't you look at it differently now than yeah, you did at the end of I the do. season? Like, I really do. I, I think it's one of the most, yeah, I, I think it's one of the most improved positions that they have over the course of the offseason. And you're right. I mean, It might be the most position. improved. Yeah, Honestly. right, exactly. Yeah, I look at that and running back as maybe like right. neck and neck. Yeah. And, and, and both of those have such a huge role to play in the blocking game and the blocking scheme mm-hmm. as well. And so, you know, it's more familiarity with the quarterback in that case. But you think about uh, so Juwan Johnson, they added Foster Moreau. They bring in Jesse James, who's another proven veteran. They've got Taysom yes. Hill that mixes in at that position, at least by designation. And then you've got, you know, Lucas Kroll, who, who looked really good throughout uh, mini camps at OTAs. They just want to see, yep. can he block the C gap? Can he block the D gap around the outside, around the edge mm-hmm. of the tackle? And if you can do that, then all of a sudden you have four, five, really, yeah. or four, uh, really mm-hmm. specific and unique, uniquely different um, assets at tight end. Right. Five, if you include Taysom Hill in that number. But yes. also guys that are versatile and that can do a little bit of both in terms of being blockers and being pass catchers. And that's such a unique you know, situation for, for a New Orleans Saints tight end room that has really kind of struggled to find solid footing since the departure, since the trade of Jimmy Graham. They went yep. through Colby Fleener and Michael Holm and Awanui, oh. and, and they went back to <laughs> Benjamin Watson. They tried Jared. Right. Like, you know, they, they really kind of tried everything. And now all of a sudden, because of, and I give a lot of it to Juwan Johnson, because of Juwan Johnson making that transition from wide receiver to tight end and excelling so quickly, um, and then now you add Foster Moreau, and now you're able to build around a corner, two cornerstone pieces at the position. I think it's one of their most re- better, most well-revamped, as well as well-rounded rooms when it comes to positions on that offense. Yeah, I agree with you. And look, we again, Taysom is in the mix there. But, I mean, look, Foster Moreau is in remission now. Uh, where he, again, he mm-hmm. has a rapport with, with Derek Carr. You talked about what, what Jawan Johnson did last year in terms of, of elevating his status. I like Jesse James. I always have. And, and I like Kroll. I mean, again, I liked him in Florida. And, of course, again, he was the guy in Pittsburgh for his last year there. So there's some talent there and more talent than I've seen than we've seen in a long time. And, and again, it'll be interesting to see, again, how, this all, how the offensive coordinator uses uh, these guys and the versatility that he has in that position. Yeah, I think so, too. It's going to be really interesting to see really the deployment of those players all across the position group. Again, they're so uniquely talented, but they are also so um, 
you know, I mean, you, you look at you look at Juwan Johnson as a guy that's a proven pass catcher that has grown as a blocker. That's great. You've got a guy like um, you know Foster Moreau who's a proven pass catcher and a solid pass blocker. Maybe could use you know you want to see him per- perform a little bit better as a as a run blocker. Jesse James can do a little bit of everything. Maybe has kind of fallen in terms of what he can do as a pass catcher in recent years since he left the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it could just be the way that he was utilized in those other offenses. And so, you know, the Saints have a lot to unlock and a lot to figure out here. And then you add sort of the Taysom Hill element of it all in terms of where they could do that. It, it kind of it reminds me of the, that running back position, right? You have these running backs that are so uniquely, um, so uniquely positioned to contribute in a bunch of different ways, but then they have the versatility to do a little bit of everything. I, I think the two parallel each other so well. And it kind of makes you look at what the Saints have done over, you know, you think about Dennis Allen being now the architect mm-hmm. of this team, I think it's fair to say. Um, yes. He's moved out from under the Sean Payton coaching staff and all this stuff. He's kind of built everything in his vision. Look over on the defensive side, and what's one of the most important pieces of, the, of, of Dennis Allen's defense? It's versatility. Players being able to contribute in multiple ways. Now you look over at the offense, you're seeing more and more of that along the offensive side, too. And I think the tight end, running back spot, and I think to an extent the wide receiver spot is becoming a good example of kind of uh, Dennis Allen's thumbprint, if you will, or fingerprint, if you will, on that New Orleans Saints offense. And now he's got his guy in Derek Carr to be able to run that. Right. There you go. This is the kind of stuff you get from from uh, Ross Jackson on his podcast. This was not rehearsed. I never sent him an email to tell him what we're talking about. I just hit him with it, and he just, he just gives, he spits out the knowledge, right? Ross, tell us all about your fantastic podcast, where folks can catch all your writing, and how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, of course, the podcast Locked on Saints. You can find on YouTube wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked on Saints. You can find all the written work over at saints.media or si.com slash NFL slash Saints. That's going to get you to the Saints News Network, uh, Sports Illustrated Fan Nation site covering the New Orleans Saints. And, of course, CrescentCitySports.com. And here every Thursday with Eric as well. And you can find all of it in one place on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. And I guess all the other social media platforms. Who knows how long much longer Twitter is going to be around. But Ross Jackson, NOLA, across all of them. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Sounds good. Hey, bud, thanks for the time as always. We'll check in again with you next week. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much, buddy. Talk to you here soon. Take care and stay safe. You too, bud. Again, always a great job from Ross Jackson. All right, don't forget about Burkhall. You want to talk about a great job. Oh, come on. You need a new air conditioning system. Uh, it doesn't matter where you live in, in the metropolitan area. If you've got a tough install, they're not going to say, oh, you know what, ladies, um, 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 we, we can't do that. Uh, we, we're, we're too busy. No, no. They, they will take on the tough install. And not just that. Again, the honesty. The reliability, knowing that again, when you deal with Burkhart, uh, again, you're not just dealing with a company that's going to come in and then, and then you know, kind of, kind of half, you know, what it, and then, and then, and then move on. No attention to detail, treating your home like their home. You're looking for a company you can trust with the air conditioning system. Trust the company I've trusted for decades: Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Fifteen trucks in the field, thirty-minute courtesy call for they come to your home or business. It's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. Acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. 
living with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, President of Operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Need something spicy? The Volcano menu is back at Taco Bell, but it won't be here forever. Try the Volcano Taco, Double Beef Volcano Burrito, and iconic spicy lava sauce before they're gone. At participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. While supplies last, price and participation vary. All right, we are seeing slowing right now, and it's going to be eastbound I-610 from Metairie across the high-rise, 28 minutes. It's a 20-minute delay. Uh, the center Ted Hickey Bridge remains closed until the end of July, and that's where all of the uh, traffic is pushed off. You can't take the the Seabrook Bridge, so you got to go across 610, and that's why we have all kinds of slowing there. North Claiborne at Esplanade, we are working an accident. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurant, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun, Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the, and the Hideout Bar. Uh, don't forget also, folks, open seven days a week, open late. So again, look, there's the, the problem in this town is you can't get a late meal, right? They're open to 1 o'clock in the French Quarter, 12 o'clock out in, in Metairie. So if you're looking for a great meal, cocktails, having your next event, make sure you do it over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. You'll be glad you did. I want to thank Christopher Dotson, Ross Jackson for joining us in hour number one. Hour number two brings Ali Cassell, the bird rights, and Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Stick around, won't you?
411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. And so many ways to catch our program. Don't forget about iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, World Wide Web, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com. And, of course, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, where you'll find our TV show that will be posted there, also the radio show. Uh, also, you can join the conversation. Uh, and, of course, you can download our podcast, which is everywhere. 
at Anchor, Spotify, Apple, all the major podcasting platforms. Hey, don't forget to join us for the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this evening. That's 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLAE-TV 2. You got another chance on Friday night at 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, and then Saturday morning on The Deuce. That's right, WLAE-TV 2 and 5 5 p.m. on uh, Pelican Sports Television. That's the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Jim Deary of uh, NOLA.com and uh, our good friend Les East, uh, award-winning journalist from CrestedySports.com. He joins us on the program, uh, and it was a great show today at 1 o'clock in case you missed it. We'll have that posted on our social media platforms for you by tomorrow, but it's already on the WLA-TV YouTube page. I want to thank uh, Christopher Dotson, Ross Jackson for joining us in hour number one. Ali Cassell and Mike Scarborough will join us in hour number two. And, of course, today's program is brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, and that, of course, that includes Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's, right next door is the Hideout Bar, and, of course, the original where it all started, Oceana Grill. Oh, man, do I miss the breakfast at Oceana. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They're located at Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. Been there forever. Open seven days a week, open late. They stole, start everything off at 8 a.m. in the morning. They go all the way to 1 a.m. in the morning. Are you kidding me? I've said it before as I did uh, remotes there for almost a decade. You know, uh, the kitchen staff gets in early. They got the cleaning staff that, again, is there overnight. I mean, literally, they could stay open 24 hours if they wanted because there's always someone in the building, right? Uh, But they're getting you ready. And, of course, fantastic Cajun Creole dishes that are absolutely outstanding for lunch and dinner. But the breakfast is, I'm telling you, one of a kind. If you're a breakfast lover like I am, uh, get out there and enjoy, again, from fantastic pancakes to crepes. Uh, again, uh, uh, whatever you love, and again, in terms of breakfast, they have it for you. Their breakfast menu is extensive. Uh, and, of course, uh, again, uh, uh, the, the Bloody Mary's outstanding uh, because that goes with the mixologists they have, right? Fantastic cocktails that will amaze uh, for, for, again, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It is New Orleans after all, right? Uh, they got five private rooms that will accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. They use that for overflow so you don't have to stand in line on days they don't have an event. But when they do, oh, folks, let me tell you something right now. Oceana can put on an event. Uh, their event coordinators are second to none. They sit down with you, do a consultation. They listen to what you have to say in terms of what you want for your event, and then they make the magic happen. Um, Oceana's family-friendly. Of course, again, uh, they have a, a, an authentic French Quarter courtyard that is also dog-friendly. Uh, and, and, of course, beautiful. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Cajun Creole dishes, uh, fantastic American fare, and a breakfast that, again, will knock your socks off. Hey, folks, if you're looking for a great meal in the French Quarter, it's Oceana Grill. Find out more at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time of all on Bourbon Street. Oceana Grill, open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m., seven days a week. And a lot of folks were in Oceana Grill. I saw the lines on social media over the weekend for Essence and July 4th holiday. And uh, get on down there and enjoy a great meal over at Oceana Grill, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, I'll the sell just a couple minutes away. Uh, Mike Scarborough will follow him talking some LSU. Uh, did want to mention that, uh, again, um, uh, in case you missed it, uh, that uh, Brandon Ingram has uh, has made is part of the uh, Team USA. So again, he will be playing uh, with the uh, Team USA and expected to be in the, in the Olympics with that team as well. Uh, also, uh, I mentioned earlier today, 
that Willie Hurd had gold as. Uh, again, will not be back with the Pelicans. Uh, he is now going to um, uh, try to sign with Barcelona. Real Madrid has his rights, so they'll have to make some type of deal on, uh, on again, ultimately uh, who he will play for in Spain, but he will not be back in the NBA next year. And, of course, we, had, we were waiting on uh, on the uh, situation with Garrett Temple to resolve itself. Uh, he was his his five point four million dollar contract would become fully guaranteed tomorrow, uh, but uh, again the uh, Pelicans waived him yesterday. Just a great NBA career. I'm not sure if he's going to try to be able to hook on with another team. They 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 really they they, they extended the, the the deadline for him to be able to have his money guaranteed because they were trying to move him and keep him in the league. Maybe he ends up uh, again as a free agent elsewhere. He's had a great career though from LSU, where again you thought. I mean, he was the last guy I thought was going to really get into the pros. I thought he was a nice player, but I didn't think he'd have a 13-year career. And it's been kind of an elder statesman for the Pels. Uh, we'll see again, again, where his next landing spot is, if, if at all. And Look, I thought that, again, that the Pels may, may, might take him on as a coach. Uh, of course, their coaching staff is filled out. I wouldn't be surprised to see down the line here if at some point, again, that, again, he's not involved in coaching. Uh, one of the great LSU Tigers, and of course, again, uh, did a great job here for the Pelicans trying to be able to uh, uh, really kind of educate the young players on, on how to be an NBA pro. Uh, whether they took that advice or not, it is, it is what it is. So we'll see how that plays out. Again, Pelicans start tomorrow, 3.30 uh, is, the, uh, is the tip time for their first game of the Summer League. Uh, they have five games, only four or 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 have been scheduled. The last game is to be determined based on again how they do. And I'm going to be looking for EJ Liddell. I want to see how he's going to play. Carlo Maktovic, again the, the kid from Europe that we were talking to Christopher Dotson about. Those are two guys. I want to see what Jordan Hill Hawkins is going to look like uh, as well. Sebron uh, um, and and of course. See if they got any diamonds in the rough there that can maybe come in and, uh, and help this team, again, for, uh, at a cheap price. Pels are right now $1 million over the luxury tax threshold uh, after the waiving of, uh, of, uh, of Garrett Temple. All right. Hey, folks, uh, uh, don't forget again about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If your AC breaks down, they'll be there for you. And, and that means, again, one of the 15 trucks in the field with an eight certified technician coming there to do only the work that's necessary. We never gouge you, teach you, make up a, a, a part that needs to be replaced that doesn't. Uh, and if you're in the market for a new system, allow Burkhardt to show you, again, the, the portfolio of, of air conditioning companies that they represent. And, and some of the great brands like Amana with their incredible uh, warranty. And, of course, the efficiency, of, again, of Amana systems that, again, will save you money each and every month at, with your electric bill. We are doing it every single month with our Amana heat pump. It's, it's amazing. I'm telling you right now, uh, my, my power bills are lower than when we had the previous system. And we're home most of the time now. Where before, you know, we were at work, uh, my wife and I. My wife and I are both working at home. My wife works at home three days a week. I'm working at home every day. So the AC is on constantly. You know I got it like a, like a freezer up in here, right? Uh, so if you're looking to upgrade that air conditioning system, do it with Burkhart and ask about Amana. And, of course, again, they're great heat pumps and, of course, the uh, the warranty that goes with it. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, joining us on the program now from the Bird Rights is Ali Cassell. He joins us each and every week talking Pelicans. And, yeah, there's something to talk about now with the Summer League and, of course, uh, free agency kicking off. Tomorrow's the first day that teams can sign, uh, again, their free agents. Um, I'm sorry, uh, 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 other teams' free agents that are uh, uh, are signing with them. And Ali's going to break it down for us. Ali, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, and I can't believe that we're, what, less than 24 hours away from watching Pelicans basketball again. 
Yeah, amen to that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that loves preseason. I'm a guy in football. I'm a guy that loves, you know, I, I like to watch the tournaments when, when, when college basketball starts. And, and, I, and I love the summer league. I mean, I, I will vegetate on the summer. I actually was watching the California Classic this week, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, I mean, you know, I'll be all over again in the Las Vegas Summer League. I'm looking forward to it. Um, for you, what are you going to be looking for? When, uh, when, 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 they, when they tip it off tomorrow, what players, what are you looking for in terms of co- coaching? What, 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 what is your focus for the summer league? Right. So the Pelicans, I think, do a really great job of making it kind of a realistic scenario to where they try and mimic right the regular season with their exhibition season. A lot of other teams, they don't do this. They'll either showcase a player or two, uh, maybe just play them a couple of games, but their style, their coaching, everything seems a little bit different. But the Pelicans don't, and it's really starts since Willie Green got here. So, for instance, we learned that, what, two summers ago, Herb Jones had that defensive savvy that we thought, hey, this guy could legitimately maybe carve out a spot in the rotation. Guess what? He ended up starting in the second game of the following regular season, right, in his rookie season. And he never looked back. Last year, Trey Murphy signaled that he might break out last season when he averaged, I think, was it about 26 or so points a game across two games, a lot of free-throw attempts last summer league, and it wound up ending up true. So, yeah, I've got my eyes on the ones that I think we're expecting the most out of, something this season. So it's easy. Dyson Daniels, E.J. Liddell, and Jordan Hawkins. So probably in that order, too. I think Dyson Daniels kind of didn't have the rookie season he wanted. Right? We talked about it, Eric, pretty much monthly yep. towards the uh, stretch to where he had lost his confidence. And so I'm expecting for that to be fully back. His shot looked great to me when I was watching him practice yesterday. And I think he's going to step, even though he's 20 years old, I think he just turned 20. I think he's legitimately going to look like a leader out there on, on the court for these Pelican Summer League uh, guys. So I think that he's going to show that he's going to be legitimately worthy of, say, about 25 minutes or so in the regular season, giving you know, Willie Green another good problem to have. And then, of course, Liddell. We don't know what to expect. He was robbed of last summer league when he tore his knee up uh, in the second game of the summer league. And then Jordan Hawkins coming fresh out of the UConn. But like I said, I think because both of these guys have skills that the Pelicans can use, for instance, Hawkins shooting, been well talked about. Every player, seemed like we talked to you yesterday, talked glowingly of this guy's on, on the same wavelength, on the same tier as a Trey Murphy in terms of his ability to nail long-distance shots. But the fact he does it so much differently off the move, that's exciting. So I want to see if that's going to happen. Because if it does, if he shows that proficiency, he can carve out a rotation spot. Because the Pelicans so far haven't, you know, signed any vet long or long ball shooters right to the roster right. here in free agency. So Hawkins has an opportunity. And with Liddell, hey, Larry Nance seems to miss about 20, 25 minutes a game, or excuse me, 20, 25 games a year. It's due to various injuries, so they need a backup for him, and I think Liddell sounds perfect. So let's see if he can handle, right, playing regular season minutes, or excuse me, real minutes against NBA competition, right? Can he rebound? Guys bigger, smaller, stay with them, right? Do all the things that you need to do to get on the court. So that's what I'm going to be watching, right? Not, nothing too fancy, just the three main Pelicans guys. See if any one of them can legitimately give you good minutes next season. What about the European, Carlo Makovic? I've heard some good things that, of course, he's going to be able to stretch the floor when he plays. He's an up-and-down type of – fits an up-and-down style of offense, defense for you. But I really think that even if he plays well, I don't think there's much of a chance that he'll come over from Europe yet. 
from what I understand, Eric, he has where uh, there's a buyout, right, in this contract okay. over there in Europe to where it's going to cost the Pelicans a lot more, say, to get him out of that contract this summer than it would be a year from now. So unless he plays incredibly well and shows, you know, that he can carve out basically 20 minutes now, you know, behind, say, Jonas Valanciunas if he stays, then I, I just don't expect him to come back. But, hey, I still want to see him play well, right? Pelicans sank a second-round pick a year ago into him. He only played 17 minutes a year ago because of a hand injury. Let's see mm-hmm. if he's worthy to keep around and potentially give you some minutes at some point down the road. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, you talked a little bit about E.J. Liddell. I saw something yesterday. I mentioned to the audience earlier uh, that he's really been working on his shot because of his knee. But, look, he was a, he was a find and a steal as a second-round pick uh, last year until he, until he hurt his knee. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's back, he could be a guy that could really help this team. Oh, for sure, Eric. He was considered to possibly go in the late lottery or as late as probably maybe 2022, something along those lines, right? Just in the first round. But the fact he fell to the second round, and it's funny the reasons he fell to the second round, right? Couldn't shoot, and he was considered a tweener. Well, now I think tweeners are a good thing, right? With this modern style of the NBA, you've got to be able to play multiple positions, whether it's a 3, 4, and 5. And he told us yesterday he's going to play all three of those positions here in Las Vegas. So that's a good thing. If he can show that he's got some versatility, I think being a tweener is perfectly fine. I would love for him, like I said, to at least carve out a role as a backup type of center, maybe a big forward, maybe behind Zion Williamson, right? Because I think the minutes are there. Pelicans have never really had that serviceable backup to, say, a a burly power forward like Zion or if Larry's hurt. But that's shooting. And I watched his shot, Eric. A year ago, it was very flat. It, it, it didn't have the makings of a shot that could be relied upon, right, in games. But now it's a lot more fluid. It looks more relaxed. Um, it looks like a shooter shot, right, the form, the arc, everything. So I hope to see that, right, in real game action because in practices, his shot, Trey Murphy's comment on it, Larry Nance have, that it looks markably better. So if he can shoot and he can guard multiple positions, yeah, I think there's a definite spot for EJ. And if he shows it in summer league, Eric, don't be surprised if the Pelicans hand them a real regular season NBA contract. They've got two spots still to fill out on their roster, and I really think they want E.J. Liddell to grab one of them. I like to sell the bird rights just with us. Ali, let's talk about all the rumors out there right now. Uh, the Pels have an interest in, in Damian Lillard. How realistic is that? They do have the assets. How realistic is it for them to, um, uh, to get involved in the trade? A lot of talk about Jared Allen from, from Cleveland, maybe again on the trading block, and the Pels have an interest there. Uh, it's, uh, Griff, again, kind of pledged his allegiance to Valanchunas last week, but is he still on the block? And then, of course, we keep hearing Kyra Lewis is being dangled out there for a trade. Uh, all these trade rumors out there, what do you make of them? So regarding Jonas Valanciunas and Kyra Lewis in the trade rumor mill, it's still definitely there. The Pelicans would love to upgrade their center position with a center that fits the roster more, right, especially under the direction of Willie Green. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. And that's why I've kind of leaned off of Valanciunas moving on. I don't think the Pelicans are going to be able to, say, get a Jared Allen here, um, a Nick Claxton, even a Daniel Gafford from Washington, right, a mobile center that they're really designed. I just I don't see how it's feasible considering where they are in the luxury tax to just making a deal happen. Because a lot of these teams want to keep those type of centers. So I think Valanciunas is going to remain, but like I said, he's still on the on the trade block. And look, there's teams that want him, like the Spurs. As for Kyron Lewis, he makes more sense 
to move him in some kind of deal for several reasons. One, it would get the Pelicans under attack. Two, I just don't see a spot for him in this rotation. That injury that he suffered, unfortunately, a couple of years ago really set him back. Where then a lot of these young guys that the Pelicans have added over the last several years have moved ahead of him um, on the depth chart. And with Tyra Lewis getting just a small opportunity, but it was enough last year, he didn't really seize it. Like I said, I feel like he's, you know, on the outside looking in. So moving on from him really does make sense for the team, despite the fact that I think both the Pelicans and, and a lot of people that watch him, like myself, still really like what he can bring to a court. I just don't think it's going to be here in New Orleans, unfortunately. But as far as the Damian Lillard rumors, you know, Eric, from the get-go, I didn't really buy into them. Once again, it was more of the Pelicans did their due diligence. They looked into it. And unlike Kevin Durant, who honestly made more sense for the roster a year ago when his name was swirling around, Dames makes less sense for multitude of reasons. Number one, his salary honestly scares me. He signed an extension a year ago to where he's going to be making, say, upwards of $60 million and more in, say, a couple of years' time. How that fits with Brandon Ingram and Zion really doesn't work, right? right? Unless you're a championship contender, I can't see the Pelicans holding on to all three players. And they've never paid the tax. He's going to be making that much more than, say, C.J. McCollum over just the next two years. So even if you were to find C.J. McCollum a new home, I don't, I don't see it when they're already sitting above the tax line. So from that perspective, you know, the money issue doesn't make sense, but also the fit perspective. You just added C.J. a year ago. Dame and C.J. didn't work in Portland. So unless you can somehow find another landing spot for C.J., again, it doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So lastly, here's the biggest one. Damian Lillard has mentioned, has not mentioned, that he wants to come to New Orleans, that he's even thinking about coming to New Orleans. And I think that's such a big, crucial point in any kind of superstar, any top ten player wanting to go somewhere. What they say usually goes. And if he doesn't pick your team or at least suggest hinting of potentially being okay with it, it's not going to happen. It just doesn't happen. So I really think there's just a whole lot of smoke, nothing really burning here regarding Lillard, unfortunately, for Pelicans. Um, and, and, and to your point, uh, he is trying to get a, 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 um, a meeting with Miami, and we'll see if, again, Portland yeah. allows that. Um, a lot of folks ask me the question every day. I talk about it on this program. I will pose it to you. Uh, with a roster the way it stands, why would not the, why would the Pelicans go out and try to add another star um, and, and go over the luxury tax threshold, considering, again, how talented they are, even though, again, they've had the issues with injuries with Williamson and also Ingram. Um, uh, is this a team that will go over the tax, in, in your opinion? And if so, when? I think they will have to prove it. So say the Pelicans entered the season, whether it's a few million above or below the luxury tax line, it doesn't matter. It only counts at the end of the season. But let's say in the middle of the season, they're flying high again, kind of like last year. We're at the trade deadline. They're in first or close enough to it to where, hey, they're at least a Cinderella championship contender. Then I think the Pelicans should pay the tax if whatever moves they need to make um, to, to keep them right at that elite level and they make them, then, then you absolutely have to, right? But if they don't, then, then I'm going to be really worried that this team may never want to pay that you know, franchise, that, that luxury tax, because they never have done so in their franchise history. So that's going to be a very important thing to watch as this season unfolds. Let's hope we don't get robbed because of a massive amount of injuries again, that we do get to see it play out. Because like you, a lot of fans, I believe that there's a lot of talent that can win together on this roster. And I just want to see them have that opportunity. I think the front office feels that way too. 
right? Even though they were not happy, David Griffin in the season presser uh, a few months ago, back right. in what was it, end of April, May, mentioned that they they're looking at not standing pat. I think they are largely, at least with this roster, they like these young guys. That's why they haven't really offered anybody. Like in the scoop mm-hmm. rumors, they didn't offer up Brandon Ingram and Zion a year ago with right. Durant. Again, you didn't really hear names. Same thing with lesser players like Ananobi. Other teams want and covet the Trey Murphys, the Herb Jones, but the Pelicans really aren't dangling. If you've paid attention to these rumors, they're not being dangled. It's been more like Najee Marshall, Jonas Valanciunas, right, Kyra Lewis, and I think that's still the M.O. of this front office. Final question for you. Um, they were supposed to add shooters and athletic, wing, uh, athletic rim protectors. They added Cody Zeller, Jordan Hawkins. Is that enough? Honestly, I don't think so. So let's say they do get off to a decent start or show they need to shore up one of those two areas. Let's hope if they don't do it during the summer that they will address that before the trade deadline. Because with Cody Zeller, he's never been a rim protector, Eric. I probably don't have to tell you, but a lot of NBA fans, if you haven't followed the rest of the NBA, he's been in the league right. for 10-plus years. That's mm-hmm. one thing he really doesn't bring right on the table for you. He's a great screen setter, good roller to the rim, good rebounder, right. especially offensive rebounder. But he doesn't give you on defense what I think Griff's looking for. So you may need to still fill that hole. As far as the shooting, you know, I don't know where to stand. You know, last year, Eric, they finished 15th, right? Right smack dab in that league in terms of converting three-pointers. The problem is they didn't shoot enough. Now, if Brandon Ingram starts shooting more of them, maybe another player or two takes a step forward, like a Herb Jones. Maybe Hawkins shows that he can play real men. Then I don't think it will be much of an issue. But if they don't get that shooting that they're hoping for, that growth, then it's going to be a miss. Let's, let's face it. They knew that they didn't have enough shooting last year, and if you're going on hope or, or on growth and, and it doesn't happen, well, suddenly you're behind that eight ball again, and you're going to have to shore that up as well. I, I don't know where you can look. Every team seems to want NBA shooting, right, that long-range shooting, and it comes at a price. And for a team that's right there that, you know, at that luxury tax line, it's hard yes. to see them spending. So do you have to sacrifice a Valanciunas for a lesser center? I don't know how they would honestly go about it. Unless, of course, they agree to pay that tax, which, again, mm-hmm. it's going to be tied to their winning, right, their first few months of the season. So yep. I think we're in a holding pattern. Let's see how this first few months go. And it's going to be very important, right, to get off of a good start to give them those options. No doubt. Ali, always a pleasure, my friend. Tell the folks how they can follow you on social media. Again, if there's an advertiser out there that would like to become part of, um, of uh, the bird rights, how they can do that as well. And as always, we appreciate your time very much. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. You know, I love and look forward to your show every week. You can follow me along over at my full name, Ali Cosell, on Twitter and on Facebook, um, O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L, and also The Bird Rights, www.thebirdrights.com is where you find the podcast, the uh, the posts, the articles, everything you need to know. And, of course, the next few weeks we'll be focused on the Summer League. But feel free to reach out to me at any time, whether through a link on the site or on social media. I'll always return uh, any kind of inquiries. Beautiful. Thanks so much for your time, as always. We'll check in with you next week. Yep. Take care, Eric. You too. That's how I like to sell the bird rights. Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends over at Acadian Custom Shutters. How about your outdoor living space? Uh, look, I know it. Look, it's summertime. You've been barbecuing. And, and when you go out there, are you happy with it? I mean, or, or, or do you have big plans, but you've never ex- executed those plans? 
call my friends over to Cadian Custom Shutters. They are the experts when it comes to outdoor living uh, spaces. Uh, again, they have expert crews that are professionals that are using only American-made, locally sourced quality products, whether it's awnings, patio covers, screen enclosures, motorized interior, exterior roller shades. There are so many affordable options to extend and enhance your outdoor living space. Uh, before you build that outdoor kitchen, before you start putting money in, into that outdoor space, why don't you call my friends over to Cadian Custom Shutters and allow their, their design team to come in, and together you can imagine the possibilities of what your backyard could look like. Again, that's 985-893-3119. Again, experts when it comes to, again, um, uh, planning and then executing, again, the uh, uh, your, your outdoor living space, and, again, so many options for you as well. Also, you can go to their website, AcadianCustomShutters.com, and get a visual of what I've been talking about. Right now, up to 15% off interior poly plantation uh, shutters and up to 10% off of aluminum patio covers. So whether it's hurricane shutters, you're looking for, again, uh, window coverings for the interior of your home or, again, building out that outdoor space for member Acadian Custom Shutters. Not to be confused with any other Acadian company, it's Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, Mississippi Gulf Coast, that's Acadian Custom Shutters at AcadianCustomShutters.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, and the Hot Eye Bar. Uh, folks, I'm telling you, open late every night. Fantastic menu for you. Great cocktails. And, of course, a fantastic staff. Get out there and enjoy a meal or cocktail or two at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. You'd do anything to keep your vehicle happy. Let's make sure it stays running smoothly. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, the right parts are just a click away. When you see the green check, you know that part will fit. Get the right parts at the right prices, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, good afternoon. What we're seeing, slow traffic on eastbound I-10. An accident before Power Boulevard has eastbound I-10 from Kenner to downtown. 24 minutes, an 11-minute delay at this time. Also, eastbound 610 Metairie to New Orleans East, 20-minute ride. That's going to be slow. Also seeing it, uh, westbound I-10 downtown to Kenner is 28 minutes right now. I'm Michael Higgins from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 
305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Don't miss incredible Macy's Black Friday in July specials while supplies last. Like 65% off stunning Effie Fine jewelry, 50 to 70% off designer suits, blazers, and pants for him, and select small appliances from Bella, Black & Decker, and more, now $30 and under. Or get an extra 25% off with your coupon or Macy's card. Download the Macy's app for even more great deals. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Oh, 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 don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, Mambo's, and of course the Hideout Bar. And of course, what about Mambo's? 411 Bourbon Street. I'm telling you, folks, have you checked it out? If you've been in the French Quarter and you passed it and you didn't go in, well, you made a mistake. First of all, three floors of the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, you're going to get Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. But again, look, if you're if you're not into Cajun Creole cuisine, and I don't know why you would be, uh, why you wouldn't be if you, li- you live in Louisiana, right? I mean, fantastic dishes for you. But look, more than that, I talk about it every day. Uh, you know, the burgers are outstanding. They got a burger challenge for you at some of the restaurants. Uh, uh, barbecue ribs that again will fall off the bone. Uh, great selection of steaks, pasta dishes, fish, uh, all the great Louisiana seafood that you're looking for. Uh, and, of course, uh, also fantastic um, uh, mixologists that are creating some of the great uh, cocktails in our city. Uh, over at Mambo's, you can dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. They've got beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. they got a bar on the first floor. The second floor has a bar, plenty of seating, and a Bourbon Street balcony for you. Then you go to the third floor, and it's, it's Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. There's nothing like that anywhere else in the city that you get at Mambo's with a rooftop bar. Well, you got you got the rooftop bar, plenty of seating for you. Go out there and make your next uh, uh, Bourbon Street memory over at Mambo's. They're open for lunch and dinner. They're open late, okay, so 1 o'clock. Every single day, seven days a week. And then, of course, when, when after you finish that great meal and some cocktails and some partying over at Mambo's, why don't you swing right next door to the hideout bar where there's live music for you every single night in a courtyard setting, a 300-year-old building. they got food. they got cocktails. Uh, it's just a great place to be in the 400 block of Bourbon Street. 411 and 413, you're not going to go wrong at Mambo's in the hideout bar. Hey, to find out more, go to MamboNola.com. That's MamboNola.com. Uh, make your next Bourbon Street memory at uh, Mambo's and the hideout 
bar. All right, joining us on the program now, our good friend Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. If you're a Tiger fan and you are not subscribed to TigerBait, first of all, you're not keeping up what's going on with, again, recruiting, with everything that's going on with your Tigers. And second of all, come on, man, it'll cost you what a cup of coffee is going to cost you. You kid me? And then if you really don't like it, you can end up again uh, end up again canceling and, and actually talking to a live person. It's a great site. It's been around for a long time. And, of course, Mike does a great job in covering high school sports and the Tigers. He joins us each and every week on the program. Mike, how are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing good, Derek. Thanks for having me. Always good. Hey, Mike, before we get started, tell us about the great site. you got you got the, the, the YouTube channel going now, which is blowing up. I mean, uh, everything's going up, going, going really great with the site right now. Tell us all about it. That's it, TigerBait.com. Got multiple LSU football recruiting updates on the front page of TigerBait uh, right now. Of course, we're a week away from the start of SEC football media days. At the end of the month, there'll be a recruiting uh, event on campus. And then, uh, of course, early August, uh, fall camp will start, and we'll be out there at every practice. And uh, we'll have practice reports, uh, video, and photo galleries, the whole works. And um, uh, our YouTube channel, as you mentioned, uh, we've got our live show tonight at 8 o'clock, and that's uh, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. And we'll, we do a live, uh, like a talk show, at, uh, from 8 to 9 o'clock. And uh, we've got a lot of uh, viewers that watch that each and every week. Fantastic show. Subscribe to, again, Tiger Bait. And, of course, follow Mike at, at Scarborough Mike on Twitter. Mike, first chance you and I have had to talk because of the holidays uh, uh, since LSU won its seventh national championship in baseball. From your perspective, a guy that, again, knows LSU inside and out and, of course, uh, bleeds purple and gold, tell us, tell us about uh, the, 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 uh, the series, the, again, the eight games in ten days, and, again, how well this team played and, of course, bringing home another natty. Well, it's just amazing. I mean, you and I talk just about every week, and, and you know, uh, six weeks ago we were like, you know, this team might get to Omaha. Maybe they'll win a game and they'll be home. Uh, and that'll be great considering the way the pitching has looked all season long. And then all those pitchers that uh, LSU fans would moan and groan about when they got put in the game because it was, uh, was going to be uh, a loss, um, they all stepped up. I mean, the Riley Cooper, the job that he did in Omaha and others. Uh, Ty Floyd, everybody talks about schemes. Ty Floyd's in, in, in that game against Florida uh, to start the three-game series, uh, setting the uh, strikeout record. Um, you know, it just started to look throughout the week um, after getting the, the, the first loss to Wake Forest, and they started putting it together, and you're just like, man, it, it, it's kind of like Mulkey's team where you're like, maybe you thought they were a year away, and in the baseball case, losing those three great pitchers early in the season. Um, but then you start thinking, man, they're a team of destiny. And um, it's amazing what they did, particularly after that uh, horrible Sunday game. And uh, But I did tell someone the next day, I said, you know, I said Florida might regret uh, winning that game by that margin rather than 7-5. to five. And it, turned out, and it turned out to be, again, uh, uh, very uh, uh, the, the truth when it was all said and done. But I, you know, I really – I knew they were going to flush that game. I, I really did. I mean, when you get beat that bad and you're, you're, you, know, you're, you, you know you're a quality team, you're not going to let that bother you. And, of course, they came out and, and again, gave, gave um, Florida all they could handle in, in, the, in the championship winner-take-all game as well. Well, and what was great, well, though, was, was I think the, the, the greed factor in those later innings – 
of the Monday night third game. But, you know, to me, that a lot of that was because of what happened the day before. And um, uh, I just you just got to believe in the back of their head, the players, uh, let's try and match the, the scores they did uh, yesterday. No, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, let's shift gears to, to football. We're less than 60 days from the opener uh, against Florida State. Uh, when you look at this LSU team, and again, obviously, I, I mentioned, talked to Ross Jackson earlier about the Saints, and, and, and it's pretty much the same thing with the Tigers. They're going to go as far as, again, the offensive and defensive lines take them. Now, look, I know Jaden Daniels is a big part of this, but they got to protect, and then, then, then they got, they got to be able to stop the run and, and on, on defense and uh, obviously, again, rush the passer. When you look at those two positions – um, and you compare and contrast to last year. Uh, are there upgrades? Is, uh, are they strengths of the team? Uh, and, and, again, if you could, just single out a couple players that we should be looking for. Well, I think it is a strength of the team. Um, and it's not just the two fabulous freshmen. Um, you know, when you, when you start bringing in some of the guys that they brought in, you've got uh, Martinez and, and uh, uh, others at center. You've got depth. Uh, you know, people keep asking about, you know, can Lance Hurd come in and, and uh, you know, be like Emory Jones last year and come in right away and, you know, be a guy, a starter as a true freshman? I'm like, well, the difference is is that it's not as easy of a path for, for Lance Hurd to come in as a freshman because this LSU football team uh, has a lot more very good, you know, offensive linemen than they did last year and, and in numbers. So, um, I, I, I just think it, it's, I think it's going to be one of the better groups we've seen at LSU. Um, we know about the, the two young guys that are, you know, were all freshmen last year. Right. Um, but you know, look, you got Mackie and Oli and, and, uh, you know, what, what's, uh, Bo Bordelon's going to make some pushes. Mm-hmm. Of course, Charles Turner and Martinez right. will fight it out at center. Um, Miles Frazier and Dellinger and, I mean, you, you just you've, you've just got some bodies there. Uh, Lunsford uh, coming in from Maryland. Yep. Um, uh, you know, DJ Chester, the freshman. You, you've got a bunch of names to work with there, and and it's, yep. and it's not just to where you had guys that you were listening. You thought you had the the right number that you're supposed to have on your roster, but in reality, uh, there was only one or two guys that you thought were SEC caliber. If, if you had injury issues. Uh, there's there's really no dead weight on that roster with offensive linemen right now. There might be I'm some youth and inexperience, mm-hmm. um, but there's not a lot of guys that you're like, you know, wondering, you know, how long before they get in the portal. Right. On, on defense, it starts with Mason Smith and how quickly he can come back and be the player that he was. Uh, but they got a pretty good defensive line with, with some with some decent depth. Uh, why don't you kind of talk a bit about it? You know, Savian Jones. Uh, we, we've we've seen Wingo. Uh, obviously, again, uh, you look uh, at Guillory. They got a bunch of players. Obviously, that, that you know you about you know about them from recruiting uh, that they brought in. There could be some newcomers. It looks like a pretty good group. Yeah, and and is this the year that uh, Jacoby Guillory really steps up and and, and is mm-hmm. the guy? He's uh, he certainly had a good spring. Six two, about three twenty. In great shape, he's strong as can be. Um, but you know, Wingo, the the, the season that he had last year, then then you get a healthy Mason Smith. Um, there, there's a lot to be excited about there as well. I know they're really high on Paris Shan, um, and you, you, then you get guys like Jalen Lee that you got also in the portal. 
that can come in that they you know would like to get uh, a dozen to twenty uh, live uh, reps in, in in each game from where they can rotate guys. Uh, Jordan Jefferson from West Virginia, they really like. You know, there's a whole lot of guys that that we didn't see in the spring that were hurt, and then there's a whole lot of guys that are arriving uh, during the summer that we're going to get our first look at in August. And um, I mean, there's probably at least 20 plus names of guys like that that either are true freshmen, transfer portal guys, or guys that didn't participate in spring that we can't get, we can't wait to see what they look like. And then, of course, the linebacking core is not bad. Are they moving Perkins to the middle? Is he going to be the middle linebacker for him this year? Yeah, but it also sounds like um, they're not going to just relegate him there, that they want to do uh, some unique things and find ways to get him unleashed and move him around and, and um, bring him off the edge. But they don't want him to be a one-trick pony like he was last year. So at the end of the year, A&M and Georgia can do what they did to neutralize him. Uh, they got the kid coming in. Um, uh, was it Spates from um, uh, from the Northwest? Big kid, and he can run six one, yeah. two thirty five, and um, a senior with a lot of experience. He's already graduated, mm-hmm. and um, they're really excited about him. Uh, he had a yeah. really good spring. Mike, Mike, what's your thought about the secondary? Again, a lot, a lot of people are a little bit down on the secondary. Maybe think they don't. It's not up to again LSU standards in terms of the secondary. What, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, to me, a lot of it hinges on can Denver Harris be the guy. Um, I think there's more than enough bodies there. Um, but at the end of the day, do you have two cornerback starters uh, that are w- what you're used to seeing at LSU and the LSU DBU thing? Um, that, 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 to me, that's why a lot of people, include, including myself, think it's, it's the, 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 the weak link or maybe the biggest question. Um, but it, it, it you know, is there enough there, and particularly now that they think that they've got a, a guys that can come off the edge and rush that can really make those cornerbacks look better than they are if they're not quite what they're supposed to be? Mike, anything on the recruiting front you'd like to report to the audience? Well, it's just, uh, you know, you're sitting at 18 commitments. Uh, you're going to have a slew of guys that want to get it done before their senior year. I think the over and under on how many they'll have by Labor Day is going to be somewhere around 21. Again, you're still operating, um, you know, you're not bound by the 25. That's gone. You you're, just have to have 85 there next August. And so, um, you know, you're still out there recruiting Dominic McKinley and many others in state. Uh, Colin Simmons, uh, the top kid out of state. Uh, Durham, the running back from out of state. Two Texas kids back-to-back. Um, you know, there's still some marquee guys there that I think can get LSU inside the top five uh, when these things are ranked come December. Beautiful. As always, we appreciate your time so much. Why don't you tell the folks about your great site, how folks can follow social media, and I'm telling you, folks, it's inexpensive and it's great information. Tell us all about it. At Scarborough Mike on Twitter, TigerBait.com. $1 gets you to our TigerBait Premium. Try us out for a week. Our $1 trial period, and tonight, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait is our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, the notification bell there, and as soon as we go live, you'll get an alert to your phone, and uh, we're going to talk LSU football recruiting, football, baseball, uh, basketball, the whole works uh, from 8 to 9 tonight. Looking forward to it as always. Thanks so much for your time. Look forward to talking to you again next week, my friend. All right, Eric. Talk soon. Thanks for having me. 
at Scarborough Mike on Twitter. Thank you for your time, Mike. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, it doesn't matter where you live. Uh, they will service you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call for they come to your home, only doing the work that's necessary. But if you're in the market for a new system, allow Burkhart to come out and give you a price. Uh, once you go, you'll, you'll see again what, again, so many New Orleanians have seen over the last 30 years, the attention to detail, honesty, again, the expertise they have, the knowledge of the system. And then, of course, I've said it before, they take on the tough jobs. They're not afraid of the tough jobs. And that's, you know, key, again, when you're in, in the business they are. Industrial, residential, commercial. Uh, again, John Burkhardt, again, uh, started with one truck in, 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 in St. Bernard Parish three decades ago. 15 trucks in the field now. And, again, they handle some of the big, big jobs in terms of industrial, commercial, and, of course, can take care of you and your home as well. Uh, I trust Burkhardt with my air conditioning system. You can trust him with yours. ACpromise.com. So easy to remember. ACpromise.com. So you come home tonight, AC's not working. Don't, don't get all upset. Just, again, remember, acpromise.com and call my friends at Burkhardt. They'll get you up and running. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. Hey, I want to remind everybody, tomorrow I'll talk more about this, but our good friend George Loriano is having a, um, uh, a cocktail dinner at Dab's Bistro. Uh, it is um, on July the 12th, um, and uh, Chef Duke and, and, um, and um when, and George are putting together this cocktail dinner. It's sixty bucks. Six amazing cocktails, uh, a full core, full uh, five courses, uh, actually six courses uh, with uh, with um, uh, the dessert. Uh, and of course, uh, again, uh, it is chock full of all your favorite William Grant products. Uh, very creative um, a menu as well. We'll get into the menu, but uh, if you want to find out more. Uh, all you have to do is give uh, Chef Duke a call at 504-581-8511. Uh, that is, again, the cocktail dinner over uh, next Wednesday, July 12th, 530, over at Dabs Bistro, $60 plus tax and gratuity. Get out there and, again, enjoy some great uh, cocktails from William Grant, some fantastic food from Chef Duke over at Dabs. All right, don't forget about my friends over at um, Oceana Grill and the, and, and the Oceana family of restaurants, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery. All are open late, seven days a week. Uh, again, uh, uh, Oceana's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. The rest of the restaurants, lunch and dinner. And I'm telling you right now, it is a great dining experience to be part of the Oceana family of restaurants, to go in there and enjoy a great cocktail. Uh, and, of course, do some people watching, well, again, depending on what restaurant you're at. But also, again, the fantastic uh, uh, lineup of um, of, uh, of great food for you on that menu. That's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, and Old New Orleans Cookery. And don't forget about the Hideout Bar for great music. All part of the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. 
So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Don't miss incredible Macy's Black Friday in July specials while supplies last. Like 65% off stunning Effie Fine jewelry, 50 to 70% off designer suits, blazers, and pants for him, and select small appliances from Bella, Black & Decker, and more, now $30 and under. Or get an extra 25% off with your coupon or Macy's card. Download the Macy's app for even more great deals. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. This is Kenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. None of y'all told me that AutoTrader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with AutoTrader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on AutoTrader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. Auto Trader. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. This report is sponsored by Macy's. Don't miss Macy's Black Friday in July specials. And save on incredible summer deals right now, but only while supplies last. Plus, download the Macy's app for even more Black Friday in July specials. All right, good afternoon. What we're seeing, slow traffic on eastbound I-10. An accident before Power Boulevard has eastbound I-10 from Kenner to downtown. 24 minutes, an 11-minute delay at this time. Also eastbound 610 Metairie to New Orleans East, 20-minute ride. That's going to be slow. Also seeing it, uh, westbound I-10 downtown to Kenner is 28 minutes right now. I'm Michael Higgins from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, boy, I tell you what, Ali Cassell, he knows his stuff. Uh, Sham Shirani is reporting that E.J. Liddell just signed a new three-year, $6.2 million deal with the team. The third uh, year is a, is a team option. Uh, but Liddell, who had a uh, was on a two-way contract after getting the torn ACL in Summer League last year, is now part of the uh, team with a $6.2 million deal over the next three years. Congratulations to E.J. Liddell. Looking for some big things from him. Hey, thanks to Christopher Dotson, Ross Jackson, Ali Cassell, and Mike Scarborough for joining us on the program. Thanks to Rudy back at studio producing the show. I want to thank all the great sponsor sponsor our program go to ericasher.com for a slideshow the sponsor sponsor our program and click on the icon of your favorite sponsor take you right to the website everything you need to know about the, the our sponsors right there for you at ericasher.com and we thank each and every one of those sponsors for their sponsorship we thank you for supporting those sponsors hey coming up next it is um, the life resources bottom line sports out with michael green and ken trahan right here on 106.1 fm 
keep it locked here. And, of course, if you're home, check out um, uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports with Jim Derry and Les East as my guest tonight. And it is on WLA-TV straight up 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Eric Asher. We appreciate you listening. We'll have the William Grant family to still this Friday extravaganza for, for you tomorrow. Until then, from the doll kit to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Uh-huh.